Hey, Hound Dogs. I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And you're on the air with Power Squared. Uh, this week, our guest is John Dexter, the creator behind Alpha Dogs and Dime Store Detectives. Hi, John. Hi, how's it going, guys? Pretty good. good. Glad to have Thanks you on the show. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, uh, you were the first person ever asked to be on the show, and we've kind of <laughs> asking you to be on it, too, so it's good. Oh, cool, Glad to have cool. you back. Um, I, feel, I feel privileged. <laughs> Well, we're, we're interviewing you ahead of your f fourth Kickstarter, which would be Alpha Dogs yep. 3. So you want to tell us about that? Yeah, so uh, Alpha Dogs 1 uh, came out last year, uh, a little over a year ago, and that was successfully funded. And then Alpha Dogs 2, oh, there you go, there's okay. Alpha Dogs 2 right there. Right. That was successfully funded, and now I'm doing Alpha Dogs 3 with... Uh, catch-up tiers for one and two in case someone missed issue one and two which quite a few people did uh they can purchase those there's going to be three covers for alpha dogs three the regular um i've got um homage to hulk 181 um and actually i have an empire strikes back homage uh, <laughs> issue, uh the for, which is awesome I decided to do my favorite, all-time favorite movie for my first homage. So I did Empress Strikes Back, and my favorite character from comics is Wolverine. So I wanted one as first appearance. And it looked really cool. If you go to Kickstarter, you can see the covers are just awesome. Okay, cool. Now, are these done by the same people that do your artwork, or is there somebody doing Yeah, yep. same, the same people. I got a different illustrator on the Hulk homage cover. But uh, it's the same colorists um, for all the covers. Interior work is done by uh, a different colorist, um, Luca uh, Lucas. Uh, he's done a great job with with uh, with the inside um, coloring, as you can see with Alpha Dogs One and Two. It's all top notch. I don't spare any expense. I try to put out you know the best quality product product I can, so people keep coming back. So right. um, I got. Um, I did pretty good. I just got funded with issue one the last six days, and with issue two, I got funded in the first ten days. So hopefully issue wow. three, um, hopefully issue three will do just as well. Um, so how much are you looking for? Uh, I, I the other ones I did for three thousand, but this one I'm going to do for twenty five hundred. Um, I think just because I want to try to get funded even faster. Um, than before if I can um, so that's what I'm going to go for I think it'll do well even though uh, with uh, inflation recently Kickstarter at least for comics uh, have not been doing as well I've talked to other creators and they've said it's definitely been slower the last couple months of getting funding so so do you want to tell us a little bit about the story in Alpha Dogs 3 or is that you know, keep that a close yeah secret? Yeah, so Alpha Dogs, we pick up where we left off on Alpha, Alpha Dogs 1. And for people who aren't familiar with Alpha Dogs, so it's about this pit bull named Buck, this overgrown pit bull uh, who has the ability to heal from most any wound. He has a high enough intelligence that he can understand human speak, and he's got a slightly heightened strength. But he's been on the run with his owner, Ina, and this other old pit bull that shares in the abilities of Buck. Um, a group of mercenaries is after them to try to manipulate the dogs and get their get their um, get them to work for them. Yeah. Um, so for years the dogs owners and the dogs have 
been going across the world trying to make sure they can stay safe from these mercenaries. So they end up in, we pick up in this South Carolina farmhouse where the owner and dogs are living comfortably. She works at a bioengineering plant under a different name. And uh, she ends up getting swept off her feet by this fellow engineer. And she ends up actually divulging the dog secrets to this guy who she's never done before. She's always been smart, but she's lived a very, very lonely life right. with her, just her dog. So, but if she tells him, uh, he comes over to the house and we see an issue one and little does she know that he actually knows of the dogs and their abilities. And once he gets in possession of the dog's blood, he can create his own superpower dogs. So he's able to the, the older dog Cyrus in this story, he is, um, not live the life he wanted to live because he was a his former owner who was a great person who we won't know we don't know anything about right now but as the story goes along we find out about the former owner of the old pit bull well he ends up agreeing to give his blood to this guy that is trying to get the dog so the blood so he can create his own superpower dogs because he's got his own revenge plot right um and so this all plays out and in issue two uh, the the antagonist's dog can grow to this big hulking size and is this murderous dog. And as we leave off, we find out that the mercenaries now know where Ina is in the vicinity, uh, as in they know the state she's living in, in, in the city. And okay. they start closing in on her. And in issue three, it's, it's pretty much all about um, Blackrock, the mercenaries closing in on Ina. While she um, ends up putting together Salem's uh, mischievous uh, plan uh, after some strange events at her work. And then we get a pretty cool showdown um, in, in the story between the bad guys and the good guys. I don't want to get too much away with issue right, three, yeah, but right. uh, it, it's got a pretty awesome showdown. And we've been building to this for the first two issues. So it's going to be really exciting. I'm really excited to show people and they're gonna they're, if you like this you wanted to you're really gonna love what happens in issue three i was smiling because you're talking about blood being important that's kind of important in our story too. <laughs> oh is it oh yeah 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 uh you should actually yeah. <clears throat> read ours uh anyway um yeah so um how'd you get interested in doing alpha dogs as a series uh so uh we had a our dog is uh pitbull it's a pit bull mix. He was supposed to be a uh, French bulldog mix, but the guy at the Walmart parking lot lied to us, which I can't believe is so <laughs> shocking that a guy selling dogs in a Walmart parking lot would yeah. uh, not be on the up and up. But yeah. uh, so we have us in in our town. They outlawed pit bulls, so we either had a choice to move or uh, get rid of our dog. And of course, we're not gonna get rid of him. Right. So we ended up moving, and it kind of started brewing of the idea of this. A dog that's huge hulking pit bull and everybody's scared of it but it's actually got a great heart it i kind of use that casper the friendly ghost kind of um method of telling the story with this character this you know casper's obviously really frightening to the public because he's a ghost but actually he helps people and is a great so i kind of use that to build the character buck um to to garner sympathy for, for him, which is always, of course, 
number one thing you want to do in telling the story is get people to care for the protagonist. So the story is, uh, yeah, so that was kind of the beginning of it. Um, And then I wanted to kind of create a story that had a really cool A story and B story, kind of like um, Lost or Game of Thrones, where we have our main story, then there's a mystery that weaves throughout the series that which is kind of um, peeling on you and you know you keep on peeling in more and more and it gets a stinkier <laughs> as, the, as it goes along with the uh, with what's what's going on. So I hope, I hope the payoff is better than Lost or Game of Thrones. Yeah, it will be. Because <laughs> <laughs> those are not really known it, it, for it will be. Um, So do you want to tell us what are the tiers that you know people can how they can so the coolest them. tier that we have is uh, Trish Forstner. She is the one who was the illustrator and co-creator of Stray Dogs. Oh, yeah. uh, that's a huge image comic. It was comic of the year. Um, yeah. It's kind of like um, oh, Incredible Journey meets uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Stray Dogs. It's really, really terrific story. Yeah, so is. she is going to draw... <clears throat> Uh, sketch covers is one of the tiers. We had an issue too as well, and sold a few of those. So, for a hundred and forty dollars, you get issue one plus. Uh, Trish Forstner will do a sketch cover, one of a kind, hand drawn, um, for the people that want to get that. So, uh, another rope, really cool. How'd you rope her? Uh, in? How'd you rope her in? Yeah. How'd you get her? I was like, oh. Uh, I just asked her. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of asking. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. More yep, I just te- I just messaged her on Facebook and uh, um, asked if she would be interested. And she agreed. So it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool get being that she's so such a big name right now, mm-hmm. and especially in not not just the indie comic scene, but but just all of comics right, right. now. Yeah. Um, she does a lot of covers too, and she. Um, there's a few new comics that she's been doing uh, covers for, but yeah, so I was able to get her and then it's going to be the same thing where our artist, uh, Lucas Chirita, he's doing uh, your pet, whatever pet it is, he will do a cartoon uh, drawing of your of your pet, hand-drawn, hand-colored. Oh. It's really great. Uh, people have, have really enjoyed those. I've had nothing but good reviews from anybody that bought that tier. They just, they love having their dog drawn yeah. and um, put on the, uh, one guy showed me he's got uh, it, it glass mounted on his wall, the picture. Is that the same 140 or? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 140 as well. Yep. Um, the Trish Forrester and that one is both 140. Uh, then I'm doing three comics. You can get all three covers for $33, so I make it a little bit cheaper because issue one regular is 10. The 181 um, homage is 12, and this Empire Strikes Back one is is 14. Right. So but together. if you get all three and you get them autographed, it's 33 dollars. So, um, and so yeah, that's one of the tiers. And then uh, if anybody wants to, they can do um, a, a tumbler. We did the tumbler as well from issue two too that was kind of a hit so we're doing the tumbler um it's just like that but only it's got the emblem from issue three uh with buck and the uh the 
Evil Dog. That's the new addition to Alpha Dogs 3. That's one of the tiers as well. So there's a lot of cool tiers. Um, and then I'm not sure if we're still going to do this one, but I was going to do on the inside back cover, you could have your dog, a picture of your dog in there for $50 as one of the tiers. And there's only, I think I can do 10 of them and get it to where it's wallet size is the smallest. Of course, the less people that they pledge for the tier, the bigger the picture is going to be. So, mm-hmm. but at the very least, it'll be a wallet size. Oh, I see. If, if on the back can. cover would be, okay. Yeah. Right. Huh. A, yeah. Yeah. It'd be color. So that's one of the tiers if I still do it. But yeah, people should check it out. It, the, the trailer for, for Alpha Ducks 3 is really awesome. It, you can see on this Kickstarter the trailer for issue one and two. And those trailers were top notch. They were they're really, really cool. I haven't seen anybody's trailers as good as the trailers for Alpha Dogs. Now, did you have somebody do the trailers for you, or did you do them yourself? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, they were, are the same guys who produced the comic book. Huh. They also do the trailers as well. They do, you know, do a little bit of everything. So it looks cool because I was a big fan of the Watchmen live, uh, the live motion comic book, how right. it moved and stuff. So I wanted to do that for Alpha Dogs. So I wrote the script that mine, and they exceeded my expectations with the trailer. So cool. even if you don't want to buy the comic, go to the Kickstarter and check out the trailers. You'll be you'll be shocked how good they are. Because it'll be live in this air, so we'll get, at the end we'll, you can tell people again how to get a hold of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are there any stretch goals? Yep. Uh, the first one is uh, thirty. I think thirty-five hundred. If that gets, then it's a higher quality paper stock. Um, I like the the higher quality, but obviously it's a little more expensive. So yeah. that's going to go towards that. The next one, I believe, is forty-five hundred, and that's a sticker. And it goes all the way up to I think. 8,000 you can get a limited print so wow. we'll see I, I haven't got close to their <laughs> the other ones but you might as well put them off there just, just, just in case so it 100,000 I retire and <laughs> oh, God. I know um, I will check it. I wish I could do those numbers. Yeah, I know. I I, I see I, some of these like you know $70,000 like what the you know <laughs> I know it's I, just a lot of it's just you gotta keep getting your name out there constantly you know it's tough yeah. It's really tough. I, I'm going to plan on going to double. I only went to a few uh, conventions this year because most of it was a little, I got in there a little bit late. So next year I'm going to try to get to a lot more conventions. Yeah. That are, seems to be a, we are a good way of meeting the people because there's so much material out there right now. I mean, uh, Kickstarter and any, any of the crowdfunding platforms, even or published publications, it's just exploded. There's so much competition that. You almost got to go up to a person face to face and say, "Hey, you want to buy my comic?" But see, none of them are as good as yours, so you have to think that. So <laughs> there's a lot of crap yeah. out there you don't want to buy. Uh, so, <laughs> what is your favorite reward that you're offering? Uh, the, my favorite one uh, is probably um, the one where it's all the Trish Forster. I had her do a sketch cover for me too, and to, if you go to my social media. I'm on Facebook, but I'm also at Real Alpha Dogs on Twitter and Alpha underscore com, underscore dogs underscore comic on Instagram, and you can see a bunch of the covers and the pictures from the comics. And I'm gonna put on their, her some of her sketch covers, and they're they're really awesome because she's got her own unique. It's kind of very Disneyish, like ladies in 
playing Tramp and then done it from Alpha Dogs from the character book. It's it's pretty cool. And I I'll cherish mine forever, the one she did for me. I'm gonna have I'm gonna do another one. <laughs> I'm gonna pay for her to do another one for me for this Kickstarter because she did such a great job. Have you met her or has it just been totally over the No no just the just end. over yeah. um, of the internet. Uh, it's, I, I mean, texting, just texting. Right. No, we, I mean, our, you know, we did like two, three or four issues without ever meeting anybody. That on <laughs> no, I yeah. yeah, I know. I haven't met anybody that's done any of my work. Yeah. It's like, well, they're all overseas too. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Our, our original artist was overseas. Yeah. And I mean, you almost have to, you almost have to do it like that because, um, it's so much more expensive American artists. Well, um, well some of them are. We managed to find one that we can afford. We we can afford. So she's been doing yeah. it for uh, God, seventeen ish yeah. or something <laughs> like that. So we're, we're well, uh, yeah, we're we're lucky. I think to have found somebody. Um, yeah, yeah. So tell so if somebody didn't see the we've had you on before. If somebody hasn't didn't see that, tell us about. John Dexter. What do you um, do? So I started, yeah, I started writing when I was pretty young. I was 15. Uh, and then I ended up at first wanting to do screenwriting. So I did a lot of screenwriting. And then I ended up doing a, a comic book called uh, Steelhawk back to about 10 years now. And it just burned out pretty quick. And I just gave up on the comic book writing and went back to trying to do screenwriting. And then I ended up getting um, a the Academy Awards put on their screenwriting contest called the Nicole Fellowship and it's the biggest you know if there's a lot of ones winners that have went on and been made to feature films like uh, Akil the Bee is one of them so I was the top 180 out of 7,500 two years in a row so I had some interest in it in my screenplay it was uh, historical fiction but it ended up falling apart, like 99.9% of screenplays. Oh, yeah. um, and I went back to Alpha Dogs after we had moved and that kind of started. And then one, a friend of mine had said that he watched the Westminster Dog Show. And it would be a great idea for me to write a comic book about dogs with superpowers. And at the time, I thought that's just the stupidest idea I ever heard. <laughs> and it just started percolating and I couldn't put it down and then I attributed and I was watching Lost at the same time and I just I loved how that they they structured their TV show and I wanted to do something I wanted at the time to do something similar for that with this dog comic about dogs with these powers so I wrote it and just over the next six years I just kept honing it and honing it and rewriting it until finally I decided to six pages completed send it to image and then that's when COVID struck and you couldn't there was nothing published publishers shut down and you couldn't do anything so I had heard of Kickstarter and thought that's about my best avenue so I was able to get Alpha Dogs 1 funded like I said uh, about a year and a half ago and then 2 and then I just uh, recently did it my a new comic books limited series called Dinosaur Detective that was able to get funded here at the end of uh, September and so I'll be doing that eight issues concurrently with 
alpha dogs. Just help them to sp- space them out a little bit better than I did this time. <laughs> back so, to back. Uh, yeah. So, if, but if you missed out on Dimes for Detective, you can. It's an add-on for alpha dogs too. So I was reading that uh, you were very. Inf- I, you liked the Maltese Falcon, or were you, was that influencing? Oh yeah. Your... Yeah, I'm a huge Humphrey Bogart fan. Uh, uh, well, as I was talking earlier, I love Black Sad. That's that's a great noir. Um, in the same Philip Marlowe, you know, type mm-hmm. uh, character. I, I love that. that I love um, anything to do with. Uh, um, oh God, Raymond Chandler. I'm a big right. Raymond Chandler fan. So yeah, I I love Humphrey Bogart. I have I have a Maltese Falcon, you know, one of those replica things. Oh, do you? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the lighter from uh, the Big Sleep. No, the lighter. I guess from the from the Maltese Falcon, where it's you know push it down and it's like a forever match thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah old timey phone. So I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm a, I was a huge fan. I went through my Humphrey Bogart phase when I was in my early 20s. I watched everything with yeah. him. And, um, but, but yeah, Maltese Falcon. Any Raymond Chandler's? Well, he he didn't write Maltese Falcon. That was Dashiell Hammett. Right. Um, the there's the Humphrey Bogart movie written by Raymond Chandler it's I think I want to say it's the big sleep yes yeah yes the big sleep yes yeah and they they are they're two vert you know there's two versions of it and they cut the, yeah. the one that we see is doesn't make sense because they cut out stuff it's a yeah I know yeah. well the, the the book itself is a little confusing too at towards the end I think there was some question. I think there was some question they asked Raymond Chandler about it. He didn't know the answer or something like that either. So you know, now that you mentioned that, this does sound familiar. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime there's a, they just, I guess they just finished or they are finishing uh, Humphrey Bogart month on TCM. So okay, there's a chance to see any like if I if Casablanca or the Maltese Falcons on, I just I have to watch this now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Casablanca is in my top five all-time favorite movies. So we have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I uh, so I assume that uh, Dimestore Detective is that vein. Yeah, Dimestore Detective. Yeah, it's um, if you think True Detective meets It, then that's oh, yeah. kind of, and a very dark. Very, very, very dark episode of Dupes of Hazard. <laughs> then you'll get Dime Short Detective because it's it's about this. Uh, well, we we start out with this detective named Donald Mackiner comes on this the crime scene of the latest victim of the serial killer. This is in the Appalachian Mountains. She's hung in a Christ-like pose, naked, over the burial grounds of. Uh, where the oh. detective's father and uncle buried multiple bodies 40 years ago. Uh, and we kind of go back and forth in between now and 1981 when the detective is a little kid and his family are moonshiners, four generations. His father and uncle are kind of feared through the county as these tough guy moonshiners. And then uh, this new crew moves in on their territory. They're connected to the Dixie Mafia. Now, if you're familiar with Dixie Mafia, but these guys were bad dudes. They were, you know, this is the South uh, in, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, and cops were afraid of them. Everybody feared them, and they would sell drugs. They would do 
kids. So in the story, the Dixie Mafia is connected to this crew that wants to move uh, the family of Mackiners out of, of the county and make it so they can't do uh, any moonshine anymore. And this erupts into a bloody war. A lot of people get killed and this evil entity is connected to it. And what it, it's connected to and why it's here, we don't know as the story unfolds. And seemingly the entity is destroyed in 1981 only to pop back up again in the present day. And why it's connected to the serial killer, we don't know yet. And it's, it, it's a noir mystery with a lot of supernatural elements to it. People will really enjoy it. So how, how many issues do you see this being? Eight. Uh, I've already written them all. They're all wrote out. It's, it's an eight-issue limited series. So if uh, it's it's got a lot of pieces of really cool genres, you know, uh, thriller, supernatural, mystery, noir, because I'm a big noir fan. So I wanted him to kind of have that same Philip Marlowe where – the higher-ups hate him, and he kind of goes rogue and does his own thing and doesn't follow by the rules. Of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of really cool elements to the old noirs, but it's uh, a story to itself. So it's only eight issues, but it's uh, it's going to be really exciting. Anybody that loves that old history of the moonshine in the Appalachian Mountains, North Georgia, should should read it because it's uh, it's got a lot of history with the, the moonshiners and, and stuff like that. And there's plenty of so kind of you, half-filled with McCoys that erupts. So do you live in the South? No, no. I just, um, geographically, it, it's where I needed it to be because it has the dry counties from back then. Okay. Down there uh, at the uh, Georgia border. And the Appalachian Mountains plays into it with, uh, with where this evil entity is at, is along you? with um, the Old South. And there's a lot of story about the you know, the old dirty money, the money that's been there, the old money that's been there, and, um, you know, how people of wealth kind of seem to get away with murder. Right. Kind of tackle that in the story. Because Alpha Dogs takes place in South Carolina. I was just, right? Oh, yeah. No, they're not connected. But I know, but it just no, it seemed yeah, like you've had it's this. Quick. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that is true. It just happened to be like that. Did you ever live in the South, or you just, I mean. Um, I worked in, I lived in Florida for three years and I li I would go and work in Georgia uh, towards Atlanta every year for about six years when I worked for the construction company we go down south for the for the winter to work and we would work on these Air Force bases in Marietta Georgia and in Warner Robins okay. so you're familiar with the area you're writing about it yeah yeah familiar with it yeah it's, <laughs> it's cool it's a lot of history that I love the old south it's uh, got a lot of cool architecture all right. Um, so, how many issues do you think uh, of Alpha Dogs is going to be? Um, I'm thinking it's probably going to be about 50 issues to get it all told. There's, I, I wrote it at one point. I read it, wrote it as a book. So I, I, I saw it wrote out in a book form, mm. and so it's all plotted out. And the way I look at it, there's going to be five volumes and maybe six. So it's probably about 50 issues. Wow. That's very yeah. Uh, it's it's very yeah. Uh, I'm glad for punishment, but the first volume, <laughs> this, this storyline is going to be about. I think I have seven issues uh, written right now, and I think I can get it all told in nine. So wow, and then you keep the story going. Oh, that's, 
Good luck with yeah, that. That yeah. sounds. Uh... Okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm hoping to get a publisher. That way, I can turn the stories out a lot faster than because Kickstarter, you know, yeah, it's a lot limiting. You got to break the funds. So, yeah. I'm really hoping that I'm going to take the first three issues and see if I can get a publisher. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, can I ask what you do for a living? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a stripper. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The way you asked it, can I, like That's I was fine. put on trial. <laughs> no, I work as a construction um, inspector. Okay. So, a field tech. So, um, it's stripping on the side. Okay, we got that. <laughs> I, um, currently, I'm working across where they built a hotel at the casino in South Bend, Indiana. It's, they uh, have uh, the tribe, the Pokagon people. They um, they have spots here mm-hmm. down in the area in South Bend and Mishawaka. So they built a casino a few years ago, and it did really well. And my company was the engineers on it. So then they built a hotel, this 24-story hotel that I've been on, working inspection on the concrete and soil for the last two and a half years. So wow. it's, been, it's been pretty cool. It's really enjoyable when you can see something you had a little piece in build up to be such a massive um, extraordinary structure. Gives you a feeling of accomplishment to be part of that. Yeah, yeah, something tangible. And so are you, you're using the same creative team on Alpha Dogs and on Dime Store Detectives? Uh, no, no, it's, uh, well, some of them are. The, the interior illustrator is different than the one I have for Alpha Dogs, but the color is the same. The, the cover artists are the same and the letter is the same but uh, yeah it's a different interior artist uh, his name is uh, Luca Cicchitti he's Italian I just kind of did a he had texted me on Facebook uh, if I was looking for any artists and I saw his work and I just thought it fit really well with that noir look I wanted of yeah. the, I was inspired by the novels of the Pulp Fictions from the 30s and 40s uh-huh. and those dime store novels that I just was, I've always been fascinated. I never read one, but the <laughs> art, the art is just so, it's got such a cool um, aesthetic, aesthetics to it. It's, right. it's, I'm a big fan of it, the melodrama of it. So I did that actually. I want one of the very, the very comfort Amsterdam detective was inspired by that. Okay. Um, so, we ask this question of everybody. So who is the ideal reader for Alpha Dogs? Uh, the ideal reader, I would say, would be guys in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and probably in their 50s, really. It's, you know, it's kind of a little more mature reader um, because there is the blood and shooting and stuff, but and it's it's a more serious tone. And even though there's dogs in it that, that talk to each other, it's, um, it's more of a serious tone kind of comic book. It's... Not doesn't have much. I try to put a little humor because you know it is talking dogs after all. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, gotta add a little bit of levity to it. Yeah. So I have some of that, those elements into it, but it's uh, it's very fast paced, and, and people I, I haven't heard anybody say they don't love Alpha Dogs after they read it. They, they seem to really enjoy it. So okay. issue one was an intro to the characters, and issue two was kind of building up the story, a lot of exposition and issue through would be a lot of payoff for that. So it'll be really exciting. I can't wait to show more pages with, we've got a dog that um, I wanted to, to look really wolf-like, 
mixed with Doberman. Uh, so it's a, it's a kind of Doberman mix that can run 86 miles an hour. And <laughs> that's his superpower. And he has, he's a mutate dog. And the mutates in Alpha Dogs, there's two of them in this one. They have some issue with their eyes. One of them is blind, and the one in this issue, his eyes turn red because it looks red is really cool and scary. <laughs> <laughs> so there's eyes, and they have this uh, hatred, um, in whether it's instinct or just jealousy. They have a hatred for the dogs that don't have this these side effects like these dogs have. So uh, there's not just a lot of tension between the dogs and Salem, the one that's created them, but now they have these other dogs that are, you know, have these nasty side effects that make them very aggressive to the dogs that um, they don't have them that also have superpowers. So one of them is a dog that's really fast, and then another one, uh, I don't tell the power yet. I reveal it um, instead of saying it. So I wait till they use it to, to say what the power is. So. Okay. But so you'll find out with his speed pretty early on. When does, uh, so your Kickstarter goes from when to when? Uh, October 4th to, then it ends on November 4th, so. 30 days. So it's a 30-day Kickstarter. And you're trying to re raise $2,500. And um, is there anything else you want to, how would people find your Kickstarter if they, are they just going to Kickstarter and yeah, type in Alpha just, Dogs? Yeah, you can just type in Alpha Dogs, and it'll come up, Alpha Dogs Comics, if you just do a search there. Or like I said, you can find me on Twitter. If you Google Alpha Dogs, John Dexter, you're going to pretty much find out everything you want to know about it. But like I said, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. So if you're a dog fan, if you love dogs, this is a perfect comic for you. If you like stories, a lot of mystery and adventure, then you would enjoy Alpha Dogs. So okay. just check it out. So, and do you have a website if people want to look at that? Um, no, but I need to get one. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely need to get one. I, I don't have one. I mean, they can always DM me on um, Twitter or Instagram. Like I said, my my Twitter is at Real Alpha Dogs, and Instagram is Alpha underscore Dogs underscore Comics. So, okay, uh, you can always DM me there if you want to get a hold of me. All right. Well, good luck with this, and hope it's a big success. Thank you. So until next time, I'm David Hankins. And I'm Paul Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared. Uh, 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 uh.